Hello and welcome into a new episode. It's Scarves Up. I'm your host, Nathaniel Maymoudis, alongside David Maymoudis. Hello, everybody. And we are glad to be back with you. Finally, we have forgotten and moved past the 2020 MOS Cup. Didn't end the way we were. Would have hoped, but we are back to recap. Uh, the 2020 MOS season, definitely not at all what anyone expected. We're going to share our favorite, what we think are the best, what is the best goal um, from the Sounders season. And who our MVP on the Sounders is. And then we'll also talk about uh, the... Uh, any news that's happened so far in this off season, um, but so let's get into it. David Mimus, I we've both tried to forget about the game. We're not going to say too much about about it. But how are you feeling now about that MLS Cup? Sort of the way I'm feeling about all of 2020. You know, I just sort of hope I don't see anything much like it again. Is there any positives that we can take from that game? Obviously, it's a positive that we were in the game. It's a positive that, um, you know, making it to three out of four MLS Cup finals is great. Uh, Continuing our streak of playoff appearances is great. And, you know, making it to the end of 2020 without anyone... You know, on the Sounders testing positive, you know, while in Seattle was was great. I don't know if that was still officially true that only the only positive tests were in um, was from international was from international duty. duty. And they still never really announced who that was. It seems like it was uh, Javier Ariaga, but uh, we'll never really know. And yeah, and and especially like didn't make a difference because. Shane O'Neill was going to um, was going to start the final, um, no matter what, and he wasn't. It, it didn't matter since he he was having a, a so child. I, I think you know, for all of us, twenty uh, twenty wasn't the year we expected. But you know, those of us that are still here are glad to be still here and glad to be able to hope twenty twenty one goes a little better. I'm not gonna put the blame on anyone in in the game specifically but i will say the biggest takeaway that we can uh take uh from from the game um is that uh joven jones uh um should not come back um started out by saying you weren't going to blame anyone uh, yeah, um, and I am going, and yeah, I'm going to blame Joven Jones. I mean, let's just say Joven Jones would have to bring a lot more energy back. Yeah, um, when we look at the, the lineup, uh, no changes, um, from the other playoff games, um, and which I was fine with, um, um, now, um, I, I would have put in Svensson and then that would have. Excuse me, Nat. I think you promised me no recap of of this game here. Okay, you seem but, to be straying into recap territory. Yes, but this goes into 
how our team's going to look next next year. Um, so unfortunately, because unfortunately, the change that I would have made also revolves around a player who's not going to be with the team next year in, in Svensson, which really sucks that Svensson didn't start this game um, um, because Jones is responsible um, for not helping Alex Rodon uh, on defense for their, their first goals. And because um, you can't blame Alex Rodon for his his marking, he, maybe a little bit, but he was on someone. Jones was not. It's Jones' fault. Yeah, I mean, I'm. You know, it was great to see Alex Rodon's progress this year. It'll be great to see him come back and continue to mature next year. You know, uh, it will be sad to lose um, Svensson at the um, at defensive midfield and obviously contributed one of the one of the great goals of the year that got the Sounders uh, into that game. Um, but, it, you know, I think the Sounders do have other options in defensive midfield. We don't know yet what uh, the state of where he's going to be playing next. Is it going to be in Europe? <laughs> Is it going to be in China? Um, would you want to see him back if there's any hope of that, I would love to see him back. You know, he's obviously been great for the Sounders, but you know, it's a big world out there, and you know, a lot of uncertainties for 2021. So this will just have to be one of them. We'll look forward to, hopefully, first, you know, seeing a game, ideally even in person someday, and you know, then we'll see who the Sounders have on the field. Uh, okay, and uh, a final thought about uh, about the cup. Um, I'm just, just just the image of it, um, uh, and it it it's all about just how how much, uh, how how big of a difference there is between this year and last year. But this MLS Cup looked so sad. Um, uh, uh, even if we would have. Even if we would have talking about the the whole game or the physical cup itself or the well, celebration. Well, I'm, I'm talking about just it being in Columbus. Columbus is, I mean, yes, this stadium has some history with the national team, but it's an ugly looking stadium. And like, even if we lost the one in 2019, the the pictures from the MLS Cup in 2019, we got. The sixty thousand fans holding up the blue and green, and it says like, and it says Seattle Sounders, and it says those pictures are beautiful and incredible, and that is a championship setting. Well, this was not a I championship. Twenty twenty was not going to be the year everyone wants to remember. Columbus is building a new stadium. This was the last last story of the old one. Um, well, they actually will have some games. I believe they will have some games um, in. Uh, in that stadium next But anyway, year. I mean, I think the lesson for the Sounders is if we had picked up a couple more points, then it wouldn't have been there in Columbus. You know, hard to know uh, without a crowd. Won, what... If we had won or t- if we just if we had played one more game and we had if we had not have lost one more game, yep. even a tie would have put it in Seattle. Um, so. So anyway. So, you know, what... uh, yeah. So, again, we're not going to blame a player. We're gonna blame the Colorado fucking Rapids, cause it, that for not taking not the COVID playing, protocol seriously not enough. playing a game, costing us the cup. Yeah, and okay. anyway, obviously 
you know, an unbalanced season, you know, very difficult to do anything by points per game. Obviously, one thing that you, they, I mean, difficult to do anything given how uneven the teams that each team played were. Uh, so using it for home field advantage was as silly as many other things. Um, but anyway, you know, what I've said in a lot of parts of my life is how are things going by 2020 standards? They're great. You know, by 2020 standards, the Sounders had a great season. Um, but again, not a season we hope we see again. Uh, moving on from that, uh, let's go over who are, what was the best goal, uh, of the Sounders season this year. What is your pick? Well, I saw one thing that did mention that Svensson goal, which is hard to beat for drama. Um, that's what the Sounders picked. That's what the Sounders picked. I, I think I would, I'm pretty sure it was this season, um, Take there was one Rui Diaz goal where he passed to himself, uh, where he kind of flicked it over his his body. Is that this uh, year? I, yes, against LAFC, it was in the second game against LAFC. I think is what you're talking about. And then it and then uh, he flicked it over himself and then um, hit it with the laces. Yeah, that's the one I think post. I'm trying to remember. Um, I mean, there have been some other. You know, I'm terrible at, at, that, at that picking a, just that one. That was a great goal. That was a great a great individual effort. Um, the Sounders have had some other goals that were just sort of amazing combinations. Um, but I'll stick with that Rui Diaz goal. Yeah, um, the uh, the last goal that Svensson scored, um, that that was the goal that has the most, uh, was the most meaningful. Um, and that, that was an awesome goal. Um, but uh, in terms of skill and one that no keeper is ever going to save. It's uh, Ladero's free kick against LFC in uh, in LA. Even though we didn't win that game, this free kick is absolutely legendary because it looks like Joe Paolo is going to take this and then a quick switch with Ladero running up. No keeper is going to save that. Yep, and amazing placement and power. Uh, definitely a, a great individual effort again. So moving on from that, who was your who was the MVP on the Sounders for you? I think I have to go with Ladero overall. You know, aside from I guess you did just pick him for the flashy goal. Um, he, you know, compared to Morris or Rui Diaz, he doesn't get as many individual highlights. Um, but I think his work rate and his, you know, sort of number of touches and unselfishness, you know, make him the the most valuable Sounder. Uh. I I like that, and I think that's fair. Um, and while I agree that Ladero is underrated in MOS, um, uh, I am going to go with um, Raul Roy Diaz this year um, because this year when he was on the field, we were unstoppable. When he wasn't there for those games um, where he was in quarantine, um, we weren't playing super well. We had we we did score some goals, but if he was on the field, it would have been uh, when he was on the field before he left. He looked incredible, and no one was stopping him. Um, he's even more. I think he's even more underrated than um, Ladero in the league. Um, and also and a, a player he, who does yeah. a huge amount of moving. You know, he pulls the defense out of position. So on a lot of plays where he isn't 
necessarily even touching the ball, he is affecting how the whole defensive half of the field plays. I before before him, um, if you would have told me that we were going to have a better, faster, smarter forward than Obafemi Martins, uh, someone who'd have as much of an impact as Martins. I would have not believed you, but he has passed Obafemi Martins' level. Fortunately, his celebration isn't as good, um, but uh, he he is. Um, I would I would put him in the Sounders' best eleven at this point. Um, at this point, and if he's not there, then he's. Definitely super close to being there. Uh, moving on with to some off-season news and how our roster is going to look um, at the end of this year. Uh, Smetzer has finally signed a new contract, so we have him back. Recently, um, uh, we found out that Gonzalo Pineda has... Rejected the offer. Um, he is either they did they actually make him an offer? I saw that I he think wasn't they ma- taking the job. I, but... I think they made him an offer, and he said no. Are coaches' salaries public in the MLS? Reporters were discussing um, if uh, Brian Spetzer's terms. No one knew knew like if he was asking for more money. Um, the rumor is he was just wanting more money for his staff, which makes sense um, if you if you. Anyway, Look at his I mean, history, which is which is very nice. Uh, I hope the Sounders that, that he are finding, wants his his staff taken care of. I hope the Sounders are finding a way to expand their coaching budget, and I hope Schmetzer is being paid now than he was as a player. Uh, yeah, um, but I'm glad to have um, Pineda back. I think it's very likely that uh, he does become a coach somewhere, since he's been um, he's been a very he's been a very high quality assistant and he's helped Smetzer uh lead the Sounders to MLS Cup uh three year in in three separate years. Um so he definitely deserves one. Um uh, we don't know if it will be with an MOS team, could be with uh Pumas, um and Niga MX where he played they uh, he's been linked to them. Um but uh, we're happy to have him back. Uh so for other players who it seems like won't be coming back, uh, so uh, we've talked about Svensson. Uh, he's gone, and Jones is gone, um, and it seems like Roman Torres is also gone. Any thoughts on us? I mean, Roman Torres, I think he played in like only four games when he came back. Um, we're losing his attitude. Uh, we're we're losing like his his great attitude and and big smile. But any thoughts on on that? It's it's a little weird that he's leaving after just coming back. Right. I mean, obviously, he was never really a, a key part of the twenty twenty team. Uh, you know, partially that's because of the great job Shane O'Neill did. Sort of kept him at at number four, uh, center back. I believe we also didn't. Um, and uh, we did not re-sign Leardom, if I'm mistaken. I, I believe we we picked up Alex Rodon, um, who's basically uh, who's stating that 
that role. Um, people will play, and again, we said people are blaming Alex Rodon for his play in the cup. Um, not his fault. He had so much more energy than Kelvin Neardom, so I'm fine with um, with them releasing Neardom at this. Neardom has looked really old recently. Yeah, I mean, Leardham obviously brings a great amount of skill and experience, and if he wants to come back, and if the Sounders can find a way to make that work, I'd be happy to see him there. Uh, it's always good to have competition at every place. Yeah. Um, it also seems like uh, uh, that position, um, uh, if Leardham doesn't come back, we definitely want to bring someone else in, whether that's some person who already has MLS experience um, or not. Um uh, I I think we did sign Madronda again, and he's played on both sides. So, so so maybe that um he he I could heard fill some in there. Discussion of uh, DeAndre Yedlin coming back to the United States at some point. Yeah, so let's get let let's get into this a little bit. So recently, um, DeAndre Yedlin, after battling injuries, he started like the last six games for Newcastle, and he's been playing very well. Um, Especially just recently against Liverpool, Liverpool tied Newcastle, um, uh, uh, but a lot of that was thanks to uh, Newcastle's keeper standing on his head, um, playing um, extraordinary, and um, then Yedlin um, helping him out with big, big clearances after big saves. So at this stage. Um, even though Yedlin is out of contract right now, um, and other teams are looking into him, I think Newcastle will sign him again. Um, there's rumors of an Eastern Conference team um, wanting Yedlin, um, uh, and some people believe that to be Columbus because uh, Yedlin played for Akron um, when uh, 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 when um, Caleb Porter was there when Caleb Porter was the coach so that's my so that's why people are linking him there um, um, but Yedlin has said he wants to finish his career in Seattle so so what are your thoughts on DeAndre Yedlin um, obviously, you know, I'd love to see him find continued success in the Premier League. And on the national team. He's a, he's, he fell out of, uh, it seems like it, he's in a weird position because, like, he's still, he's not old. He's not old right now, but it seems like the national team is sort of moving on from, well, from it's, him. Well, it's been a and strange year for the national team he, in terms of travel. He's and, also been injured um, yeah. a lot, but right now he deserves a spot with how he's playing at Newcastle. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I'd love to see him come to Seattle whenever he's ready to do it, um, you know. But if he can, if he can do it after ten more years in the Premier League, that's also fine with me. Yeah, this is one of the him coming back to Seattle is annoyingly complicated because of how MOS uh, contracts works and how you like when you come to MOS, you basically like get a contract with the league because because because. The way his contract works, the Sounders don't actually, they can't just like offer Newcastle a transfer. Um, he goes into like the re-entry. It would seem like, like it was strange if the Sounders don't have some ability to sign him, but I could they also. They don't. They'd have to, um, they have to uh, trade up 
to in the um, allocation order, um, which is stupid. And them doing that would would definitely cost draft picks and maybe a player and money. So I think the Sounders would do it. Um, it's absolutely insane um, that yeah, like if you like it's really dumb. Like because I think Yedlin should stay in the Premier League for how he's playing now. But in three years, if he wants to come back to the Sounders, um, and and the Sounders are like, we want to sign him. And he's like, I only want to play for the Sounders. And uh, MOS is like, you can't come back to MOS unless you play for the team that has uh, the number one allocation spot, which is FC Cincinnati. So you have to go play for Inc- right. but FC in Cincinnati. That, situation, that is just dumb. You know, Cincinnati doesn't want a player who doesn't want to be there and is going to cause trouble all the time. Um, yeah, so, but that you know, is what MOS has set up. With I, how I understand, but that you know the teams all have you know a reasonable track record of finding arrangements that work out for everybody. So you know, I'm sure there are reasons the system is set up the way it is, and you know we'll just have to see how things work out. And Schmetzer and Lagoway and everyone are good at working it to get us the players we've needed historically. For so for transfer. So for transfers, um, it seems like the Sounders are trying to bring back Joe Paolo. Um, I've saw news that says right. trying the to Sounders, his rights more that the Sounders are, are going to have him for one year, but he's training with his old team again, and um, the Sounders have to do something before January 15th, so that's so unclear. Hopefully he comes back. We need him back. Are there any other transfers you've... Um you've been interested in i've heard there's some guy named Messi that people like but he sort of seems yeah. like he duplicates ladero's <laughs> role on the team so i'm not really sure if we need him i believe that there's another ecuadorian um who's been linked to a lot of mos teams um and the reason he's been linked to the sounders is because he wants to go somewhere that already has an ecuadorian player so because we have ariaga um that's why people think the sounders might be interested but that's also interesting because Sounders don't have a DP spot open if we get Jao Paulo, and this guy would probably be a DP. Um, that's the other thing with this window. The Sounders don't have much space to go with. And, uh, I mean, if Jones and Neerdom and Svensson leave, then I feel like we should have some room to do to bring someone in. Because uh, we will bring in someone. It's not just going to be like S2 guys. Um but but yeah no it's look for big players i don't think it doesn't look like we're gonna sign anyone like massive um now what what position would if if we say we bring joe paulo back who what position do you think we need the most well you'd mentioned left back previously if we don't have if we don't have leardom well, you mean right back, since at left back we have Newhu and Brad right, Smith. Right, and I guess we know Brad, Brad Smith is coming back for Yeah, sure? Brad Smith is signed for like three years. For He has two more years on his contract. He took the pay cut, so that's because um, he was getting paid um, a lot at, at Bournemouth. Um, but he's back with us, which is good. Um, and then, you know, center back, conceivably. Um, yeah. That's a good point. Since right now we have, right now we have three, and um, hopefully we can get to a point where Ariaga. Yeah, it's hard to know if uh, if Ariaga, uh, um, I 
feel like Schmetzer likes Ariaga more than O'Neill. So like next year will will really show us if if uh, like like and like can another, Ariaga come back? Would you want another option at attacking right midfielder if if you think Roldan's better role is in the center? Yeah, I do. That would that so so what I would say is send center center back and um, another winger. Um, Someone who can play both sides, like Morris um, and Rodon. Um, even though it seems like with Svensson leaving that Rodon will not be playing midfield for some time. Um, though we still have, we still got Jordi de Lem, which is good. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. He's great. He's a good rock. Um, for But since it seems like we're not going to be able to sign DPs, Seems like we should really look into MOS, into someone else in MOS. Um, when we've looked, when we've got other people from the MOS, it's usually worked out well. Um, we got, of course, we got Will Bruin and Harry Ship recently, and um, those have both been good, great signings. Um, could not be happier with us picking up Will Bruin. Is there anyone in MOS who? who you feel the Sounders should go after. I haven't been um, keeping up with the transfer rumors. You know, I always have a soft spot for uh, if anyone wants to, you know, come back to the Sounders. Yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, this goes back, uh, I guess, if Learham goes back, um, O'Neill Fisher, he's still in MLS. I could see him coming back someday. Um, he plays right back. For I think he's still on DC. Maybe he's on a different team. Now, um, the other one that I would say, um, winger, um, Kellen Rowe, he's the one who's from the area. Would you be interested in Freddie Montero if he were available? Um, well, I mean, since he's a forward and we pretty much have that position um, covered, um, I would say... I'd say I'd love to have him back, but I don't think that's as necessary. I can um, imagine dropping a little deeper. Um, but if we're talking about Vancouver players coming back, I would like I would love to have Andy Rose back. Um, I think he is. I think he was out of contract. I think he was one of the players who Vancouver released. Um, and that'd be awesome to have him back. I I really loved him. He was big, tall midfielder. Um, so yeah. Uh, the other player would be like me, um, Diego Fagundes. I think he might have gotten signed by someone, um, but he's still he's still pretty young, and he's he's like very used to um, MOS. He's been in the league for a long time, and he plays the wing. Um, he'd be good. Um, I believe we also um, we also released Stephen Cleveland. Cleveland um so we'll probably be signing another goalkeeper soon um and I think it's uh pretty likely that it's Brian Meredith again um giving Lamar Nagel um a chance a run for its money on how many times he can be brought back to the club um but uh anything else that you'd like to see the sounder from the sounders in the offseason yeah, I can't think what. I mean, just, you know, I guess the hope is that the season does get going again and get going more smoothly. Seems like it's going to start 
at the same time. Preseason's going to start on February 1st, and the season will start around March. Is there any, uh, what's the story with the CCL? I, I'm not sure. I, I think it's going to start at the normal time in February. Um, another thing that happened after the Cup, uh, man, 2020 would have been seriously ruined if LAFC um, uh, managed to win um now here's a place where I disagree with you. I I wouldn't be so upset to see a, a U.S. team uh, win the CCL. If it as much was LAFC, MOS.com would never have shut up. You think then Taylor Twelman's going to call them the greatest team ever if that ever yes. happens? He's going to yes. call them that anyway. Just live with it. Okay, agree to disagree on that. You're you're probably right about that. Um, but they didn't get there. Um, speaking of CCL. Um, just annoying MOS being MOS. Atlanta gets a spot in CCL after missing the playoffs, finishing 12 out of 14th in the Eastern Conference. And they get into the CCL by winning last year's 2019 um, uh, U.S. Open Cup. Um, this is so bogus. This now, the CCL wasn't really a great start to the 2020 season for the Sounders, so will you be sad if we're not in it? Yes, because that I want to win. I want the Sounders to be the first MLS to, team to win this, and uh, we should be in this. We won the Western Conference. Uh, we won the Western Conference. We should get to be um, in it. Um, you anyhow, it is. It's like the top teams in each conference um, and the MLS Cup winner in the U.S. Open Cup. So because. There was no U.S. Open Cup. It should be the next highest MOS. Is it team. running every two years, or is it running no? Now it's year? only one. No, no, it's a, now it's only one year because there's less teams in it. There's no group stage. But remember? they're going to run the CCL every year. Well, yeah, they run. They it's yeah. Normally, it starts in February. Okay, and, I mean, uh, I, I yeah. guess really my point was so you know just wait till 2022. I was wondering if I had to wait till twenty twenty three. But so. I think also this one, this one will get pushed later than normal because I believe in February is the Club World Cup. Um, so like Bayern Munich and TQS, they they play in the they'll be playing that in February when the next one would have been played. So because of that, it's going to start like a month later. But normally it will be it will be played starting when it was played at the beginning of this year when we played Olympia. That was the normal time frame for it, for it starting. Um, like, total, total MOS, like, just handing Atlanta after, um, after they didn't even make the playoffs, uh, giving them the spot, and just reminding people of the U.S. Open Cup, which is stupid. Um, and, uh, like, uh, another instance, like, the Nancy Cup is we never will get, because of 2020, we didn't get to play in the Campiones Cup, so, uh, so whenever they're listing stuff that Atlanta's win, that's going to be listed, but we don't get a chance to win that. We'll get more chances for more trophies. Yeah. Anyway, well, we still got a good team. We still got a good team. Seems like most of the team's going to be here in the future. Uh, final thoughts for this season. What do you have to say? Glad to have Schmetzer back. 
glad to have the you know big majority of the team back and again hoping we can be back in the stands i agree now to wrap up this another year of the podcast we are uh i'm very happy uh to let one of the sounders greats uh sign off this season take it away brad this team has turned into a dynasty that's for sure um want to remind you to uh keep your scarves up as i sign off here (laughs) 